Hey, we're doing an intermission show just to fill the gap, but uh, it's just me and Matt today, just talking about some stuff. I don't, I don't really care what's going on in our lives or gaming stuff. We're just talking a little bit about Persona because we actually haven't discussed any of it with each other except via email. Which is a little weird considering how much we've played of it. Yeah, well, have we played, I've put probably 14 hours into it so far. Mm. I'm just about 20 in. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you one thing, and this goes for pretty much any turn-based role-playing game. I hate it, and I tweeted about this. I fucking hate it whenever you do like a really hard boss fight and one character survives beats the boss and he's the only one that gets experience for that. Yeah. That infuriates the living shit out of me. That makes me want to do the boss fight over because most of that is, is completely wasted. I was like that, that helps me none. You level up the most when you fight a boss and one character gets the experience points for it. And they probably didn't get four times the experience. Yeah, it'll take twice as long to level up the rest of the party. It's annoying as shit. And it happened with me on on a boss in Persona. So you don't consider that just another layer of strategy? I mean, it's a layer of strategy, but at the same time, I mean, your goal is to beat this boss. Your goal is not to make sure everybody survives the boss fight just so they can get experience. It's, it's a... I would say it's a convenience thing, you know, and it's the same way with like, you know, if you don't use party members, they just don't get experience points for it. Um, um, and a lot of like, I remember, I specifically remember persona three being that way where once I got extra party members in persona three, I left out Yukari, the, the, the first female character that we get, I, I dropped her out of the party and added other people. And in Persona 3, there was a mi- there was a, a mission or dungeon. That, see, they had events in Persona 3 um, at the end of like certain months and stuff like that. And then there was one in Persona 3 where Yukari was like, no, I want to go on this mission. Dude, you're like fucking 20 levels below me right now. There is no way in hell I can do it. But they force you to take her. And I was like, well, I'm screwed. I'm, I'm screwed. I have a party member who is completely useless. Yeah, either you can't progress or you have to spend many hours grinding grinding just for her and it's it's annoying as shit like i i understand i don't know it's weird because it, you you could say that i should be used to that because that's how rpgs were you know when we were growing up but you know there's certain things that can be fixed um, the perfect example, Pokemon for the longest time you could have, you know, there's 250 Pokemon in the original Pokemon game. And if you're, you have six Pokemon on your person at a time. And if you only use one Pokemon, the entire battle, that's the only Pokemon that's going to get experience points. If you pulled out a Pokemon and then returned it and put out another one, both of those characters would get experience points, but they would, but the experience points would be split between them, right? Yeah. Um. The same thing, but it, and that was in the old games. In the newer Pokemon's, they have this thing called experience share, 
And over the years, it has actually adapted. So originally, it was an item that you could give a Pokemon to to hold on to it so that it would get experience points even if it wasn't used in battle, but it would get a slightly reduced amount. Well, Persona 4 has that same thing. Does it? <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's an ability that your Persona can get called Growth. Right, 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 right. I remember that now. Um, and it basically means if you don't use it, he still gets some... I don't know if it's a small percent or a large percent or, or what percent, but they still do continue to grow. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, but later on, in like the newer games of Pokemon, the experience share is just an item you have in your inventory. You can turn it on or off, and it gives experience points to all party members. Uh, even if they're not used in battle. Not just that one character you put the experience share on. Um, making the grind way easier and not as monotonous. Um, because I've grinded in Persona 4, but it hasn't got to me yet. But I have a feeling it's eventually going to get to me. Where it's just going to feel like a grind. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure on that on my end. I I may get there, but I think I'm more likely not to get that feeling. Well, my thing is, is that when I first enter a dungeon, I make it a I make it a point to cover the entire floor and sh- kill everything on that floor, then move up the stairs. Yeah. Um, and even then I think I may have leveled up just enough to fight the boss and maybe scrape through it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, that's, that's just kind of like traditional role-playing games, you know, for the most part, Persona 4 is a traditional role-playing game, but yeah, we'll save the Persona talk for, for the actual episode. I was just, I I was just thinking about that. Two days. What's that now? Which we're recording in two days? Yes, we're recording in two days, but it won't go live until next week. This, what we're recording right here, will go live tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. So. But, yeah. I know we discussed a little bit about role-playing games that we wanted to try and do. Yeah, Uh, I was going to say that's, you know, now that we have a, a little time to talk about it, maybe... Do you want to do you want to narrow down what the next game will be after Persona? Yeah, I mean we could we could we could make that our goal here. Yeah, I do really like the idea of folklore. Yeah, as, as one on the list, whether it's the next one or not, you know, we can figure that out. But um, I had one that I don't think we've talked about recently that might be a decent one, given current events, and that would be Valkyria Chronicles. Uh yeah, that's coming to PS4 soon, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but it's, is it the same game or the, it seems like it might just be the same story at most because apparently now it's action RPG instead of strategy. Really? I didn't hear about that. I thought that's what I read. Maybe I misread it. Huh. Interesting. I thought they were just kind of like, you know, up it and porting it. Yeah. It sounded like it was a bit more different than that. Mm. So I don't know if it's the same story with new mechanics or if it's a new game or if I just misread it. Yeah. But either way, if that is essentially just one, 
We could consider doing two at some point this year. I don't like uh, what is two on. From, uh, from what I understand, it's only on V, not Vita, but um, PSP. But does that mean we can play it on the Vita and the Vita TV? Or I, I, I don't know. That see, that's that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing you got to think about. I, 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 I don't know. I would have to do a little bit of research on that. I made it very, very far into Valkyria Chronicles, but I never finished it. Did you ever play two? No. I loved Valkyria Chronicles, but I never. Um, I, it was like me and my roommate were taking turns. We'd do a mission, I'd do a mission, then he'd do a mission kind of thing. Um, and um, we we got really, really far into it. I'm talking like probably maybe like five missions away from beating the game, but we never beat it. Did you play it in a, like all in a weekend or a night, or was it sort of spread out? It was probably throughout maybe a week and a half, two weeks. You know, whenever we were both at the house at the same time, we'd be like, "Yeah, you want to do a mission? Yeah, we'll do a mission here and there, kind of thing." Mm. Oh boy! You know what? I haven't looked at in a long time. I haven't actually looked at our list that we've had for years. So let me take a look at that, because now I not an RPG specific list, right? Yeah, the the non RPG specific list. So, uh, as a quick perusal, it does sound like it's playable on the Vita. Okay. On the TV. You shared this list with me May fourth of two thousand twelve. <laughs> Good God, that's been a while. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let me look here. These are the these are possible future game club games, and these are... Do we want to have any kind of a plan with, like, alternating long RPG with maybe a one-off or a one- or two-episode shorter game? Or, you know, it, is the year of the RPG really focused on RPGs? We don't have to do it like that. We can do it however we want to. In fact, I, I, I would probably prefer that we would take our time and and, and do small things every once in a while. Um, yeah. The only problem with picking RPGs, though, is that you pick like four or five, and that's the whole year. That's the whole year, yeah. Um, let's see here. I was going to name off what you have. I don't even know what this is. It's a Genesis game. Herzog Zwei. Herzog Zwei. Zwei. Okay. It's like the first or one of the first real-time strategy games. Mm-hmm. That's what it says in the description. This is this is your picks, by the way. Uh, Draken PS2. It has dragons. <laughs> what more reason do you need? <laughs> uh, Indigo Prophecy PS2 already played, but there's an upcoming. Quantic Dream game. I don't even know which one that was. It's probably Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see here. Disaster Report. Survival Horror with no enemies. Also, another one that's not on that list. I didn't realize on the PS2 there was an X-Files game that is sort of a Resident Evil clone. <laughs> yeah, we know about that because of uh, God, that fucking Eiffel 65 song. Uh, there was the Eiffel 65 song where he just names off 
PlayStation games. And one of them is X-Files. And I'm like, why did he choose X-Files when he's got Metal Gear Solid and Bloody Roar and all these other games in this song? He meant his X-Files. Because <laughs> I played the one on the PS1, and it's not that good at all. I think that's the one he's talking about because he was naming PS1 games. So yeah. you said there was an X-Files game on PlayStation 2 that is kind of like Resident Evil? Yeah, more of a survival horror. What are you fighting I don't know. Aliens? It says aliens and conspiracies. You know, the description on the box apparently is a pretty. Did you you play as Mulder and Scully? I believe so, which was a complaint against the first one. Uh huh. Don't play as them the whole time. Gotcha. Or they're not even in it that much. The first one's bad. It's like an FMV game. Mm. Gotcha. So we got Kill Switch, God Hand. Tales of Many. You say you never play a Tales game. I have also never played a Tales game. I own two of them currently. I own Tales of Zillia and owns Tales of Vesperia. Mm. And I've never booted them up. Legend of Dragoon, sort of a classic up on PSN now. Uh, yeah, Legend of Dragoon is a fantastic RPG. That will take you... Well into 70 to 80 hours. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that's a long one. Let's see here. Battle Engine Aquilia. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. First, you say here in the description, first source game and a vampire RPG. Also, if people give me those two bullet points, I'm in. Okay. We may actually do Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, nice. We also, I, lines. that's a PC game. Uh-huh. And I just got my PC parts in yesterday. There you go. Have you built it yet or no? No, I uh, was out playing bingo last night. Gotcha. So I got it yesterday, unpacked it, realized it was not something I was going to want try in about 15 minutes, and then had to leave. But I did sort of prep my computer. I defragged it. I cleaned it up a bit. I deleted... A bunch of uh, a bunch of games off Steam, so that it, the transfer will go more quickly. Right. So I'm primed. I'm ready. Awesome. I don't think you'll need high end parts for a Vampire the Masquerade. I'm just saying, but you know, but we can definitely do that one because you know, I mean, we we constantly look at JRPGs that we're doing, but we need to keep in mind the the Western RPGs as well, and there's a ton of them. Granted, a lot of them are crap, um, and I say fuck it, you know. Let's do this shit. We want to do some RPGs. Let's do some bad RPGs. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Arcs Fatalis. You say know nothing about it. Oblivion-esque. Call of Cthulhu Dark Corners. Odin's Fear. Yeah, I love that game. I've not played a lot of it, but I like it. And on, in the same vein, Grim Grim War. Yep. Brutal Legend. A Tim Schafer game. Uh-huh. Maximo. Uh, a Bard's Tale. Alone in the Dark. Now, this is the, <laughs> play, the PlayStation 1 one. <laughs> the original. Yeah. 
Uh, Tomba. Okay, now I like this one right here, and I want you to explain it. Omricron, the nomad soul? Yeah, so... You have it scribbled out. Do I? Yes, you have it completely, like, sliced out. Uh, like you slashed through it. It says, first Quantic Dream game, not a clue what it's like. And then it com- this completely scratched out. I'm not... I might... I think at one point I watched a video of it and said, I don't think I want to sit through this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you saying that, and I was like, yeah. Is that the game that that David Bowie's in? It might be. Okay. I can't remember. I think they gave that game away for free when he died. <laughs> I mean, it, for its historical context, I'm still interested in it, but I don't know that I want to sit through it. I have a feeling it's going to go about as well as Deus Ex. Yeah. Which is, oh, this is a game we should play. And then we sit down and we're like, no. If we want Deus Ex, let's play something else. Yeah. Deus Ex, fucking hell. That's a hard game to go back to, dude. I still like the second one, even though that's still a hard game to go back to. Yeah. Let's see here. You got Chrono Trigger, obviously. Yeah. I've never uh, the, played Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross. I've never played Chrono Cross, but I have played and beat Chrono Trigger. Uh, I actually own Chrono Cross, too. Uh, let's see here. The Last Remnant. Uh, Vagrant Story. Uh, that that one, it, I don't know why I, I that one's always essentially at the top of my list. There's something about that art style that makes me really want to play that game. It's really cool looking. And the fact that it's sort of pe- people talk about it being good specifically because of its battle system, I think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to know if a battle system that's that well regarded but that old, which of those two arms wins out? Is it so good that it's still good? Or was it real good and it, it's really not anymore? Right. For the longest time, I used to get Vagrant Story and uh, Valkyrie Profile mixed up. Mm. Uh, and then finally, you have Parasite Eve 2, which is a role-playing game. I think we may do that one. Yeah, that's a pretty good bet. I also have the third birthday locked and loaded on my Vita, ready to go. Okay. Um, but yeah, Parasite Eve 2, because... I'll tell you, it's really hard for me to, like, when we did um, Dino Crisis mm-hmm. with Jay, I had a really hard time getting through that game just because of, like, how old it was and, and controls and stuff like that. Uh, but when I played Parasite Eve, I was like, this is fucking viable. Like, I can actually make it through this game. Like, I felt like I was like, I'm actually playing a game and enjoying it. While I enjoyed Dino Crisis, it still was just kind of janky in some spots. Parasite Eve, like I just, it felt good. It felt like I was like, yes, I I can totally beat this game. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed Parasite Eve one, just of how fucking ridiculous that game is. Yeah, that game was fucking nuts. That ending, man, like. That, when when what's his name was falling out of the fucking helicopter and he was he was set ablaze and then threw a clip to what was her name Aya yeah yeah 
<laughs> I was just like, this is insane. This is like, this is crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think Parasite Eve 2 will probably be a good one we could do as well. Yeah, it reminds me, I still haven't read Parasite Eve the book yet. Uh, yeah. And I desperately want to, so I might bring it with me to my on my trip to the UK. There you go. Uh, which is funny, because the book it's going to bump off the list was the first Witcher book that I just got this week. Right. It's called The Last Wish. The Last Wish. Um, uh, Ryan uh, was telling me I should read some of The Last Wish. He says yeah, it's, it short, sets up really good. It's a bunch of short, yeah. He says a bunch of short stories that sets up like some characters that we don't know about, like Siri, yep, and Yennefer. Um, I will say I actually did start The Witcher Three. Yeah, I saw you posted that, which is why I got immediately jealous that my computer parts weren't here, and then they showed up like the next day. All right, so I'm probably about five hours into it, and I have done nothing. It feels like I have done two quests. Each quest took like an hour a piece to do. Um, and then I sat down and played Gwent for like an hour and a half. <laughs> because that's a really good card game. <laughs> You're gonna be addicted to Gwent, I promise you. Oh no. It's it's bad. It's it's like I was like, oh god, and there's cards all over the world and stuff, and oh man. But yeah, the, the Witcher 3 is great. It's it's like because I did a hunt, right? You know, like it, in What's the I, wild hunt? No, it's not the wild hunt. Uh, you, you get a good glimpse of the wild hunt at the in the opening, but no, I did a I did a monster hunt, and it was of a noon wraith. You remember the noon wraiths from the first game? Oh yeah. And it felt like a like an investigation, like it was like okay, a noon wraith is haunting this place. I need to figure out why it's here. All right, and so it was like. I'd go around the the village that was abandoned. I found a place where like somebody got attacked, and there was a blood trail. And I followed the blood trail, and then I found this book, and it went into detail about what happened. And it was, it was all this stuff, and it was like an hour long quest of just doing investigations. And then it was all about like preparing for this fight to fight the Noon Wraith and stuff like that. It was fucking fantastic. It's one of the first quests you can do in the game, and. That's- and it it feels like a cross with Batman and some type of fantasy role playing game. It is absolutely fantastic. I am in love with that game. Hmm. But yeah, uh, I'm a little sad now that I have to leave for the UK because even if I get my computer set up on Saturday, I feel like it's going to be all tweaking and getting my computer to work, maybe even in getting as far as installing Witcher 3, but I'm not going to have a chance to play it till I get back. Right. Pretty much going to be all Vita for the next week. No, can't be too bad. Uh, let's see here. My picks. Castlevania Lament of Innocence. Castlevania Curse of Darkness, both PlayStation 2 games. Yeah, I never played the PS2 ones. I'd be, be interested in checking them out. They were okay. Um, I know I, I put here, I said, uh, both games I have never played, which is a lie. I know I played Lament of Innocence. Um, I can't remember Curse of Darkness, though. Um, I have Kingdom Hearts 2, um, which I actually played for review. So that's how old this this um, this list is. <laughs> uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. Uh, Risen 
I played and reviewed two. Want to play the first? I also reviewed the third game as well. Divinity 2, Dragon Knight Saga. Reviewed it, but never got as far as I wanted, so I never finished it. Demon's Souls. Oh, uh, yeah. It says, never finished it. Psychonauts. Got it on PC for really cheap. I can mark that off the list because we've already done that one. Nice. Yeah, me and John did it while you were doing uh, Nanoramo. So marking them off the list, we're at one out of 30? One out of 20? Well, hang on a second. We've still got a few more. Uh, the next one on the list is Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can mark that one off. Uh, and uh, the the description was, you knew it was coming, Matt. Uh, Prince of Persia, 2008. The one with yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I've played through like ninety percent of that game, but I did not finish it. I finished it and thought it was fucking amazing. Now, I, like that is to me, that's one of the best Prince of Persian games that I've ever made, and we never got a sequel to it, and it ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, Urban Chaos Riot Response, Rocksteady's first game. It's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, we can take this off the list. Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Uh, no, we don't want to play that game. Uh, ZHP, Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man. That sounds like a game. Yeah. I put for the crazy title and premise. Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Played about one-fourth of it. Eternal Sonata. Yeah, definitely. I've started that game. It's pretty awesome, but I, I have no idea where it goes because I only got about three hours into it. Right. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine. I put, honestly, my favorite Mario game. I would love to play that. I've never touched it. I have it. I own it right here. I'm looking right at it. Uh, o Okage? Shadow King? It's on the PS2. Early PS2 game that I always wanted to play. Hmm. I have uh, Advance Wars, Dual Strike, or Days of Ruin. Amazing series of games. Yeah, I'd like to play Advance Wars. Uh, those are great, great games. Uh, huh, interestingly enough, you brought it up the last time we talked about it. Planescape Torment. Oh, it was on your list? Yep. But pretty good game with some good humor. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm amazed because I, I checked out some sort of impression, see what the game is like. And and some people said the game is essentially all story-driven. Like, you can even avoid most of the fights. Mm-hmm. Which I find odd for that type of game. Let's see here. Final Fantasy VII. And the, 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 the description is, when it comes out on PC again. It's been out on PC for over a year and a half, and it just came to PlayStation 4. I wouldn't be opposed to doing it, although I would rather do 10 or 12, or 4 or 6. That's the next one on the list, was Final Fantasy 12, which says the one and only Final Fantasy game I have never touched. So, my only question there is, I've heard some rumors, thoughts, discussion, that it might be getting the HD treatment like 10 did. 
Well, I'm, I'm hearing that they may make it like a PlayStation 2 classic, like they did on, like with a few other games on, um. Yeah, so, so up-res it a little bit and give it trophies? Yeah. But, but the same game? I would probably want to wait and do it that way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I have the Curse Crusade. Um, Chrono Cross. Uh, let's see here. Shimagami Tensei Strange Journey. Uh, Shimagami Tensei Devil Summoner 2. Devil Survivor. Devil Survivor 2. Pretty much any Mega Ten game. Yeah. Diablo 2. I'll tell you, of all the, of all the games in that series, the one that I want to play the most is Nocturne. Yeah. Sony games. That's a hard one to find nowadays. Uh, Do you have it? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Most of my games I don't have here. If I do have it, it's in storage in New York. Mm-hmm. Which I hopefully will be getting in April, mid-April. Really? Yeah, so... We've, we've been working on that for a year now, Matt. Sure. I've been working on that for about three years now. <laughs> and I finally am at a point where I can just do it and be done with it. Because I've decided that... I, Despite the fact that I kind of live in a shithole with shitty internet and shitty floors, I really don't want to deal with a house at the moment, nor do I want to pay for a mortgage. Right. So I think I'm going to stay where I am, which means it's time to get my stuff out of New York. And my parents are coming down to visit mid-April. So what I'm going to do, and I've actually already started looking at flights for it, I'm going to fly up to New York about three or four days before my parents intend to leave and spend a couple of days with my friends, get all of my stuff. It's in storage packed into essentially a pod. So you, U-Haul has these U-Pods, mm-hmm. U-Boxes, I think they're called. So they're sort of like mini pods. I'm just going to fill those up, have U-Haul pick them up and then ride back down to Memphis with my parents and, uh, yeah, my stuff will then arrive a few days later. And I'll finally be able to stop paying that stupid monthly fee. Yeah. And I'll have access to all my books and old games and stuff. Cool. So, I'll tell you what. Um, kill time for me for like two seconds. My phone's about to die and I need to charge it because this is what I'm looking at this list with. So I'll be right back, all right? Yep. All right. So I, I don't really know how to have a conversation if you're not around. That's an interesting concept. But I guess the only thing that I'm looking at right now is my Vita, which is pretty great for all the RPGs we might want to do. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm rocking probably 15 PS1 RPGs, 10 PSP RPGs, and a few more Vita-specific ones. So... Raring to go. Even if I had nothing else to play around with, I've got a whole lot of RPGs that I can deal with just on the Vita, which is pretty cool because I I really do like playing RPGs on the go. I like to be able to wake up in bed, play for 15 minutes, pop it back into sleep, you know, maybe play some at night, then play right before I fall asleep. Yeah. Much easier than, you know, as as much as I want to play big epic RPGs on the big TV where I'm sitting like six inches away. It's also kind of nice just to be able to relax with it. They're not very 
stressful relative to you know more action oriented games. Right. So trying to just play them and then drift off to sleep. You know, uh, it's it's funny. Um, I'm looking at The Witcher Three, kind of like a um, almost like a side project kind of deal. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. It, and that may be a bad idea, but um, like I just played about five hours of it. Played only on the weekend. I, I jumped into it on a Saturday night and just kind of messed around with it a little bit and kind of got into it. And then I just put it away. Started playing Persona again and few other review games and stuff like that and i don't know i have a feeling that this this may be like quote unquote a weekend game for me yeah or palate cleanser yeah yeah sit like, down and play them that. this but i still got a couple hours left to do something yeah and just you know knock out a couple quests here i think yeah. once i get into the story though that may become an issue yeah um i'm gonna continue on with the list uh breath of fire dragon quarter which was recommended by a listener, also known as Jay Lee, who is now a writer and podcaster for us. Hmm. I've actually never played a Breath of Fire game, but I just picked up I, one on PS1. I have played a, a good amount. I've played two and three. Three was probably my favorite one. Um, they're okay games. Uh, let's see here. Da, da, da. Rogue Galaxy, which I actually just picked up on the PlayStation 2 Classics. That oh. game I very much want to play. I, I, I do too, and I have a feeling that will probably be a game we do this year. Good. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time watching my old roommate play it, and uh, I kept waiting for him to get done with it so I could play it, and then I, I don't know what happened. I never. I watched him play it a ton, and I never got a chance to play it. Right. I you know it's a level five RPG, which yep. there is also another level five RPG that I have that I want to finish, or actually even play because I only got about five hours into it and stopped, and that's Nino Cooney. Yep. Um, they just have very interesting games. Like I've played Rogue Galaxy before, and it's it was highly interesting. Um. I don't know if I ever finished it though. Um, uh, next on the list, Star Ocean: The Last Hope. Uh, owned it for a few years, uh, or owned it for years, only a few hours in. I, I did play a decent amount of The Last Hope. I played a lot of it on 360, and I bought the international version when it came out on PS3, uh, and I still own it on PS3. Um. That is like a really, really Japanese game. Like, full-blown, really annoying characters and shit like that. I mean, it's hardcore. It's like Blue Dragon annoying. Oh. But it's... Go ahead. I was going to say, is that true of Star Ocean 1 and 2 as well? I don't know. Because I've only played Star Ocean 4, and I've watched somebody else play another Star Ocean. Um, I like Star Ocean 4 because it's basically the first game in the series as far as uh-huh. it chronologically. I mean, it, it, you put, you're basically an explorer from Earth who is trying to find another planet to, to live on. You know? And yeah, that's, that's a pretty standard movie or book concept, but it's not necessarily as common in games, I feel. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing. It was very interesting to see that because it was basically... 
you know, like Star Trek. In fact, the game played it, it almost it almost felt like a kind of like a Star Trekky kind of game mixed with some Star Wars elements in there. Uh, because you know you, you're going to run into like space elves and shit, and uh, and it has so it's, it's almost like a fantasy mixed with sci-fi. It was a decent little blend. I mean, it it had an interesting premise. It was just some of the characters were really really annoying. Um, in that kind of bubbly Japanese way. But I actually really liked that game. Um, let's see here. Uh, I put Overlord and Overlord 2 on here, which were kind of unique games, kind of fun. Yeah, I played a bit of the first one. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, this is one I kind of want to push. Um, it's Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. Um, mainly because I've played a lot of these Mario and Luigi games. I didn't play the the last one. So I, I reviewed just recently Mario uh, and Luigi Paper Jam, which was the newest one that just came out like this month or last month, January. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And it reminded me of how much I loved Bowser's Inside Story. Mm. Uh, I never played Dream Team, which was the, 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 the last one that came out before Paper Jam. But the Mario and Luigi games are... A lot like Super Mario RPG, which you and I both played. Yeah. Um, they're they're really fun, kind of simple role playing games um, that are never too difficult to learn. Um, I remember uh, Bowser's Inside Story being actually really funny, has a yeah. lot of comedy in it and stuff like that. Um. And it was just a really fun game. It's on the DS. It it wasn't on the 3DS. It was I think it was the last one on the DS that came out. Yeah, I. That's not one I had really thought about or really considered playing, but that in itself might be a bit of a palate cleanser, just because it's so different. Yeah. Aesthetically, I don't know how much how differently it plays, but you're right that the one that we played didn't really feel like the rest of the RPGs that we've been talking about. Yeah. You know, you're, you're right. It is sort of that simplistic. It's very colorful. It kind of almost feels like playing a cartoon. Yeah. The the Mario and Luigi games are most certainly like that. It's like you're watching a Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon and playing an RPG at the same time. Hmm. Uh, and then on the list, Folklore. So Folklore, uh, I kind of want to play that game. Yeah, I've started that two or three times and... I've never even I, I've seen screenshots of it, but I've never seen that game in action. It was pretty gorgeous at the time. I don't know if it holds up, but yeah, that's what it says. Interesting aesthetic. Does it hold up? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what. But also put the Shining series. It's on multiple platforms. There's a ton of them. Maybe EXA. I don't even know what that. Like I wrote this a long time ago. I don't even know what that means. It's the Shining Force series or Shining something series. I was hoping it was The Shining, like Jack Nicholson. The Jack Nicholson series. Um, uh, Suikoden series. Uh, I, oh, hear, yes. I hear they're good, is what I put. <laughs> I've got the first two already on my Vita, ready to go. Yeah. Um, this one, I, I put, it says, added it for you, Matt. And it's Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. Now, have you ever played Kingdom Hearts before? 
Yes, right up until I got stuck in the game and haven't progressed. I have a friend that I've known for years who is a, who, who lo- likes the Kingdom Hearts games. And for about a year, he has been coming over to my home and playing the Kingdom Hearts series. And I've been watching him play them. And he beat, I watched him beat Kingdom Hearts 1.5. Like, it was basically Kingdom Hearts 1 in HD. Um, if you think Metal Gear Solid story is hard to understand and confusing, try to fucking wrap your head around Kingdom Hearts. Like, even the first fucking game, I was like, what is going on, dude? It's, I, I, I could not tell you what happens in that game. I, it's insane. But yeah, you, you have it on the list. Uh, the only other, the, there's two other ones. Nocturne, which is an interesting 1920s paranormal game. I just remember seeing this and making, thinking it looked cool. Have you ever seen it? Uh, the name sounds familiar. I can't picture it off the top of my head though. It looked kind of like Resident Evil or maybe like the old school, uh, um, God, Alone in the Dark games, where it's kind of like fixed camera angles, and you play as like a paranormal investigator in the 1920s. Um, I remember, I, I remember look, thinking that he was a vampire, but he, I don't think he is. I remember he was walking around with like shotguns and like you know Tommy guns and shit like that. And I was like, huh, this looks kind of cool. You know, it, it was very stylized. Um, I don't I have no idea if it holds up. I just remember as a as a probably preteen. I saw that footage of that game and said, that looks really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, And the other game on my list is Tales of Vesperia. And it says, I have borrowed it long enough. And I actually gave that borrowed copy back to my old roommate and then purchased it myself on 360. So uh, the other games are other people's picks, as in Justin Testa. And Josh Mackey's picks. Uh, oh, look at this. I, f- I totally forgot we used to write this shit down. Man, I need to fill this fucker out. Oh, the, the games we finished? We finished, yeah. Fuck. For Zombie Frog, Beyond Good and Evil, Psychonauts, Braid, Black, Crimson Skies, Persona 3, Condemned, Criminal Origins, Jade Empire, Trapped. The Dishwasher, Dead Samurai, Super Street Fighter 4, Shadow Complex, Max Payne 2, Killer 7, Deus Ex, Abandoned, (laughs) Res HD, Dead Rising, Costume Quest, Eternal Darkness, Sandy's Requiem, Abandoned, (laughs) Phoenix Down, Halo, Amnesia, Justice League Heroes, Crimson Gem Saga, man, I forgot about Crimson Gem Saga, Nier, Anna, Okami, Metro 2033, Bully Scholarship Edition, Heavenly Sword, Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, Xenogears, Heavy Rain, which Xenogears is semi-abandoned is what I wrote down. Heavy Rain, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath, Alpha Protocol, Crash Bandicoot 3, Warped, Dark Souls, Siren, Blood Curse, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, Binary Domain, Blue Dragon, Singularity, Alone in the Dark, 
Dino Crisis, Dragon Age Origins, Catherine, Super Mario RPG, Dragon Age 2, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Resident Evil Remake, Dragon Age Inquisition, Horde, Parasite Eve, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil 6, Metal Gear 2, The Witcher, Metal Gear 3, Metal Gear 4, and then that's where I stopped filling in. We did five. Right there. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of shit, man. We've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> oh wait, we have. Yeah. I can't remember. Like, when did when did we even start Zombie Frog? Two thousand eight, maybe. Two thousand nine. Yeah, I would have guessed nine. Yeah. That was before I was even working for ZTGD. Yeah. You were still on what, Evolved Gaming? Yep. At the time? I sure was. The site doesn't exist anymore. It's too bad. I wish I could find that one episode where I was on on the Evolved podcast. Oh, yeah? I want to find the drunk episode. Because the episode 50 of Evolve Gaming, if anybody out there in the world can find episode 50 of Evolve Gaming, please find it and send it to me. Because that is by far the funniest episode to go back and listen to. I was absolutely hammered. Like, I know how, like, oh, Ken got kind of shit-faced at the end of Metal Gear Solid Five. I was fucking gone. I was giggling and getting into laughing fits. It was bad. Because I was already drunk before we started the podcast. And then I was the only one that showed up drunk. While everybody else was like, I, I didn't drink. What the fuck? We all said we were going to drink. So I was the only one having fun. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was gone that episode. Episode 50 of Evolve Gaming Podcast. If you can find that, please send it to me. Yeah, we've got at least two episodes where you fell asleep. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was plenty of episodes of, of Evolve Gaming where I fell asleep during them. And you can actually hear me snoring. Uh, I, th- I think I've even done that. I did that on Zombie Frog too, didn't I? Yep. I know Nate got pissed off and hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was making fun of him because he was sitting there just talking and talking. And he can hear me go. And he thought I was making fun of him because he thought he was boring. <laughs> and then kind of thought I was actually snoring. <laughs> oh, I think I've pissed off Nate so many times. Like he doesn't even follow me on Twitter anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, fine, be that way. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> before we actually sit down and, and maybe discuss a game uh, that we want to possibly do next, I want to read off a couple of emails. So I got a bunch of emails about Persona 4, which I'm going to save for the episode. But I got a few um Emails uh, from certain people that didn't necessarily... It's not really regarding Persona 4. Uh, One of them comes from Neo Shakespeare. uh, And the the subject line is, You Can't Escape the Past. And it says, I'm still waiting on episode 12.7. Which is the continuation of Xenogears. So, to that point... Uh Uh-huh. That's not a game like Dark Souls 2 where I lost my save. Yeah. 
that's a game where I just haven't gotten back into it. Okay. So potentially that game could have a wrap up episode at some point. <laughs> um, I'm not, I have, I'm not, I'm not putting a number on the likelihood. I'm saying it's possible. Right. I don't know if I still have my save. I played that game on my PSP. At the current moment, I don't know where my PSP is. Um, if I find it, I don't know if that is still on the PSP. I made it farther than you. In fact, I made it to the, the, the second part of that game where it's basically just story and boss fights. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure I could go through it. I can't even tell you what was going on in that game. <laughs> like I, I, I know Faye was, I can't even tell you. I can't even fucking tell you, dude. Um, people hold Xeno gears in high regard. I understand that. But yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think I had that save, and I transferred everything over. I downloaded some content manager on my PC, transferred a whole bunch of saves around, got everything I possibly could on my Vita, because I'm like, look, if I'm going to play it again, it's going to be on the Vita. And right. I booted it up just to see what would happen, and my save was there. So I, I was a little surprised, but I'm kind of interested to see if I can even, you know... Th- to me, it boils down to if I can go grind in that game, I can probably play it. If that's not, I don't even remember now if I can go find some place to grind. The thing was, I think I remember you saying that you were at a boss fight. You had saved before the boss fight. You had a save from earlier, but it was like three hours before or something like that. And you that were does, like, I don't know if I want to go back to that. Because I was like, what, 50 or 60 hours in? 40 minutes? Oh, God, yeah. We were way into that game. We like we hit like six episodes in that game. Yeah, so replaying three hours to be free of my rut doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's up to you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I have the will to do it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but we got another email. Uh, this email comes in from Mark. Um, says, first, uh, what's that? That first one was a short email. Yeah, well, he has another, he has a second part to that, which is re- regarding Persona 4, which I'm saving. Oh, okay. Um, he actually sent that email, what I just read, and then like an hour later sent another email about Persona 4. <laughs> I was like, I think he just wants to rub it in that we never finish Xeno Gears. <laughs> All right, so the next email comes in from Mark. Uh, There's actually it's a two-parter. Um, it says, uh, hi, guys. Love the show. Just listening to Phoenix Down, episode 47.2, which I have a feeling. I'm pretty sure it's Witcher. It says, so I so can't wait for Drew and Matt to start playing The Witcher 3. Uh, the game is in a totally different league to The Witcher 2. Geralt gets a personality. The world is impressive, and the story missions are great. Drew and Matt shouldn't feel bad about brute forcing their way through Witcher 2. That's what you need to do to get to the greatness that is the Witcher 3. Can't wait to hear what you think of it. 
My only fear is that it's been hyped up so much that you will find it disappointing. Um, then he has another email he sent. Let's see here. It says, uh, to read Parasite Eve and The Last Wish. Because if we're going to play those two games in the near future, I would really like to get that setting embedded in my brain before I get in, jump back into either of them. Right. Um, and then he also says, uh, I'm near the end of the Phoenix Down Witcher 2 show, and you're listing off all these games you want to play. Now it's the best time to jump into The Witcher 3. Just start it already. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's my thing about The Witcher 3. I am fully aware that Matt and I are both are going to be playing this game uh, probably throughout this year. I don't want to play this game as a traditional Phoenix Down game because it's a long open world RPG um, that I kind of want to enjoy and take my time with. And I think that's best that if we do sit down and talk about it, we'll kind of do it like Metal Gear 5 where we both played through it, we've we've had our fill of it, and we sit down and we talk about what we really liked about it, what we didn't like about it, stuff like that. I feel like that's the best way to do this game. Um, because if not, we'll, we will be doing this game for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on using it as my showcase to myself of the new computer. There you go. My current rig had some troubles, to say the least, with Witcher 2. It ran it, I got through it, but it it, it was pretty choppy, and, and there's no way I could have really handled combat at any engaging or meaningful level. Yeah. So, oh, I got all my new parts sitting in a box. As soon as I can get it together, I'm really hoping to be able to high-end the graphics on Witcher 3 and just really dive into that as my... You know, similar to what you said, I you know whatever game we're playing sort of is my priority. I'll play that until I need a break, and then hop into Witcher Three. I have, um, I can tell you this: The Witcher Three, I'm playing on the Xbox One. That game is beautiful. Like I don't, you know, it's not on a high end PC on Xbox One. That game looks fucking amazing. Um, on top of that. There is so much going on in that game. Like even like a fight. Like I got into a fight with like three guys, and just like the small animation things that you see in that game are crazy. Like um, every time you kill a guy, it does an animation. So you know you you can chop a guy when you when you do that last hit that actually kills him. You go into a, a kill animation where he may lob off his head or like cut off one of his arms or something like that. It's it's nuts. They've actually added more executions to the game past post-launch in a DLC pack. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the first thing you need to do is make sure you download all the pieces of the free DLC. It may be, be small things like, oh, you know, a clothing or different options for what Geralt looks like or the extra combat animations. But there also are, I think, a few quest lines that they've added for free. Um, oh, um, and uh, on top of all that, get all the patches. I personally just went ahead and preemptive strike 
hit it. I got the special edition of the Hearts of Stone uh, expansion. Went ahead and installed that. I'm not going to touch that until like level 30-something after you beat the game, I guess. Um, but I went ahead and installed that because I got the special edition. I got the Gwent cards, like the physical Gwent cards because <laughs> I'm a fucking nerd like that. So I've got that. I sat down last weekend and said, okay, I'm fucking ready to do this shit. And sat down and played fucking Gwent almost the entire time. So so there's a lot to do in that game. And I'm totally ready for it. But yeah, make sure you get all that free DLC. Mm. When, you, uh, when you get ready to install that. Did you get it on Steam? Yep, I got it on Steam. Okay. Um, so... That's going to be my main game. Looks like as of today, I can play Quantum Break in the future on my computer. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in fact, they've said that Quantum Break, I think Gears 4, and there was one other game, is coming to the PC as well. Well, I guess it's good timing then to be rebuilding. Yeah. It's a rebuilding year. But don't, don't shy away from your Xbox, man. It's a good system. Yeah, I got some some things that need love on it downstairs. Yeah, I'm actually getting the division on it, so I'm still torn on that one. I, I haven't played it personally, but every person that I have talked to has played it, that has played it says that that's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, no, I'm not torn on whether to get it. I'm torn on which system to get it on. Well, I've got friends on both systems. I know a lot of my Destiny group is getting it on PlayStation 4, but Ken and Dave and Justin, who work for the site, have all said that they're going to get it on Xbox One. I figured, let me give that system a little bit of love because I get most of my multi-platform games on there. That's why I got The Witcher on Xbox One. Also, one of the reasons why is because I heard the performance is actually better on Xbox One. Um, so, you know, I, I'm guaranteed to have a couple of people to play The Division with. So I figured I would just get it there. It sucks being a multi-platform. Oh, yeah. You know, back whenever you just had one, that was it was easier. But yeah, well, oh, the the biggest thing for me, well, next week besides Persona Four, the only thing on my fucking mind is Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Oh, yes. I fucking can't wait, dude. I saw oh, man. I've already got my fight pad pre-ordered. They said it would be here the day of release of Street Fighter Five. I'm ready to go. My, I, go ahead, go ahead. I'm really excited about that as well. Uh, but my concern is that my PS4, along with my PC, are upstairs, whereas my router and my Xbox One are downstairs. Which means that any game that I really want to play online is questionable on the PS4. Mm-hmm. So it's far away and my internet is so shitty. So I may have to just rearrange all my consoles. It's not really that big of a deal. but Well, here's an interesting little tidbit to remember. 
the PC version of Street Fighter V will be cross-platform play with PlayStation 4. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's it's that's a console game. I don't want to play that on a PC. That is your prerogative. I do own Super Street Fighter 4, or I own Ultra Street Fighter 4 on uh, PC. I've played a good amount of it on PC, too. Yeah, I only owned original Street Fighter 4 on the PS3. Didn't play it that much. Once I got Super on the 360, I played a crap ton of it. I did all of Street Fighter 4 on 360. Granted, most of it, the reason why was because I only owned a 360 at the time. But then I just kind of stuck to that platform. Um, I put about 200 hours into Street Fighter 4. I put over 200 hours into Super Street Fighter 4. That's crazy. I played that game nonstop. Uh, that's every night I would play Street Fighter. I learned how to play El Fuerte using an Xbox 360 controller. I didn't even own a fight pad back then. And I used the analog stick to do it. Um, I, I don't know. Like, all right, I'll put it this way. In my heyday, I was actually really good at St- Street Fighter 4 um, with El Fuerte. I went to tournaments, never won a tournament, but I got second place in one, which I think I've told that story a million times. But um, I've, I've, what's that now? I said, as have I. You've been in tournaments before? Just one, second place. I've told that story a million times. Oh, really? You got second place in a tournament? (laughs) Heck yeah, I did. (laughs) And it was decent, too. I almost won an arcade cabinet. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Who are you playing? Who's your main? Uh, Ryu. Of course it was. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. This, go ahead. Fighter 2, like, special champion edition on an arcade cabinet. This was not Street Fighter 4. Right. But, um, but I was actually really, really good with El Fuerte and Street Fighter 4 at one time. Um, and... I don't know if I will ever be as good as I was in Street Fighter 4 with Street Fighter 5. Um, we'll find out. I'm going to play a lot of it. Um, unfortunately, after this new uh, blog that Capcom released today, this game sounds like it's going to be kind of bare bones right now. Yeah, the whole story mode getting patched in later. The story mode's getting patched in later. It's going to launch with only two-player lobbies. Oh, that's weird. Uh, No spectator mode. Uh, They say apparently in March, so a month from launch, they're going to have a big update, which is going to come with eight-player lobbies with spectator mode. Um, Costumes that you can... uh, Unlock through the story, or not story mode, but the I guess the the arcade mode, I guess, um, as well as a training mode for like, or they'll have training mode with like a dummy, but at, at launch. But you remember the trials from Street Fighter Four? Yep. Those are not going to be in at launch. Not quite enough feedback for me. Um, 
that's kind of a bummer to me because that's the best way to learn characters and yeah. learn combos is doing that. Um, it just, it feels a little bare bones. I mean, like you, you can only do one versus one. It's weird to me because it seems like Street Fighter V's push should be really expanding that online experience. Right? Four was so good. It brought so many people back to being like, oh, Street Fighter's a thing that I would still be interested in. And to, to make it a thing that I want to spend my hours in, like an, like an MMO, you know? With an MMO, you get people just shooting the shit for hours, and maybe they play the game, maybe they just wander around doing nothing, talking to their other people. Right. So, I mean, I, I could totally see this being the game with enough clout to push it and be like, yeah, we're just going to sit in lobbies and chat all night, and maybe we fight a game, or maybe we just watch people. Yeah. that's That That was one of the coolest things that I used to do in Street Fighter 4, was I'd have like a big group of people that I knew, and we'd just sit in a lobby and just, you know, Everybody, two people were ready up, and whoever kept winning kept yeah. staying at the top, and they just kept fighting that person until somebody beat him. And we sat there and talked for hours. Yeah. Um, the, to me, what it seems like is that Street Fighter Five, when it releases, is going to be basically like how it was in Vanilla Street Fighter Four. People don't remember Vanilla Street Fighter Four like it used to. It, it had the exact same thing. They only had you. You couldn't even go into a lobby, like when you when you you couldn't even search for a match in 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 Street Fighter. So like you know like if you go to like go to online play in Street Fighter Four right now, if you went and played Street Fighter Four, uh, it would actually give you a list of people to play against, and you could choose who to play against. Right. Um. In the vanilla one, you hit search for a match, and it was almost like you hit quick play. And it just found somebody and matched you up immediately. And that was it. You couldn't choose who to do. There were no do lobbies think, or anything like that. Do you think this is because it's rushed a bit, which is sort of what I've been reading? Yes. Or do you think it's because they need to really do it in stages to make sure everything's balanced? It, it could be a part of that. I think this game – I think the gameplay of this game is ready. But I don't think the game as a whole is done. Now, which Capcom has come out and said, yes, we are, this is a game that will evolve over time. They have said that from the beginning. Obviously, with the DLC character stuff. I mean, the first DLC character, which, uh, who, who was it? Um, I can't remember who they said it was going to be. Alex. Alex is the first DLC character coming out. And he'll be out, I think they said, in March. March or April. Um, and they said that Street Fighter V is going to be more like a platform than it is a game. So instead of us in a year from now buying Super Street Fighter V, we're just going to keep the same game that we have and they're going to update it uh, with new characters and updates and new features and stuff like that. Um, the DLC characters, I don't know how this is going to work and it kind of worries me a little bit. Either way, I'm buying the fucking characters. But the DLC characters can be bought with real money, just like how you would any DLC. Or they can be earned with in-game money called fight money. That sounds like a great idea. Because as a person who plays a shit ton of Street Fighter, 
Yeah, you'll I, save money by playing so much. I should be able to just get my DLC characters through fight money because I play it a lot. The issue is I don't know how you actually earn fight money in the game. Is it by only winning? Is it by playing only ranked matches? Or can I earn it playing the arcade mode? You know, at the same time, if you can only if you can only earn it by winning. Does it only work with ranked matches? Because if I jump into player matches, I can just have you say, "Hey, just let me win, beat you a bunch of times. I'll get enough fight money." You know. Yeah. So that's, you can't stop people from boosting in that manner. Um. So I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but it will be interesting to see. At least they're trying something different. And it doesn't feel necessarily like a bullshit free-to-play model. Obviously, it's not because you're having to pay for the game. Um, I just want to see how it's going to work out. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not inherently in, opposed to the idea of rolling these things out slowly for this game. Yeah, I don't know that in you know most games I probably wouldn't be okay with it, but... The way I tend to approach fighting games is I get real into it for a month and then I lose 20 or 30 times in a row and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I think I'm done. Yeah. But for me to maybe play for a couple of weeks, maybe I maybe I get bored with it or maybe I want to up my time in The Witcher 3. And then, you know, a new character comes out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go check that out and play, you know play some more and then you know the next patch comes out I play some more and as a way to sort of keep me involved in it for this game I'm almost okay with that yeah that that's exactly what they're trying to do is keep people invested in the game year round right and I think it will work that way it's almost like you know how like Diablo does their updates you know yeah every time they get they get a new update they kind of tease it for like a month and it gets people excited, and sure enough, every time they release an update, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to jump back into Diablo. Um, and I think with these DLC characters, I think they're going to do the same thing. My issue is is that this game is releasing next week, and there's a big update coming within a month that that content should have been in the game to, from launch. Um, in fact, I mean, I, um, you know, full disclosure, I am reviewing this game. So uh, I am going to put in my review what I think of it. But at the current moment, granted, I have not touched it. I do not know what's actually on the disc. As I see it right now, in my personal opinion, I would tell anybody, wait until March to see what, to see what they add and if it works. Because it seems like this game will be fully featured in March, even more featured when they release that story mode in the summer, which is what they said. Um, but it just seems like that they're missing some main components that are already in old versions of this game that are already in Street Fighter 4. You know, eight player lobbies with spectator mode. That should have been in there day one. Yeah, you know, I mean, there the, the really is no excuse for that. I get it. You're trying to get your net code worked out and everything like that, and that's what's that's a very important thing. But some of that stuff should have been in there. A perfect example was when they released Marvel vs. Capcom three. How fucking piss poor that lobby system was. It wasn't even a fucking lobby system. It was 
two people fighting each other and anybody else in the lobby were watching their title cards bounce up and down. You couldn't even, you couldn't even watch the match. There was no spectator mode. And I was like, what in the shit is this? And they didn't release a spectator mode until the updated game, which came out the same year that that game came out. I found that to be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they, they released, what was it? Ultimate? No, it wasn't ultimate. It was, um, it was ultimate. Yeah. It was ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three came out the same year. Marvel versus Capcom three came out and it had all those updates in it. I had a spectator mode that everybody wanted, which should have been there from the beginning. You know, it's, it's just, Eh, I don't know. I'm excited for Street Fighter Five, but I'm just holding my res- reservations on it. Yeah. I don't want to sound down on it, but I mean, it's, it seems to me like if if anybody out there is on the fence of getting Street Fighter Five, wait until March. There'll be more better stuff in it then. So, who knows? I've wasted enough time though, and we still haven't figured out the next game that we want to do after Persona. Granted, we do have probably five weeks to figure that out. I don't know if it'd take five weeks to do this. You think it takes five weeks, five five episodes to cover this game? Uh, Maybe. Are we assuming doing an episode every single week? I, I was thinking maybe. Hey, depending on our schedule and stuff, you know. I would have guessed four rather than five, but see, I don't know how much longer, I don't know how much extra stuff is in the golden version because from what Jay has told me, there's a lot of stuff added at the end. Oh, like a whole nother month of stuff. As far as like in game month thing. I don't know. We'll just play it by ear. I kind of want to play folklore. Huh. To be honest with you. Yeah. But we can discuss it, you know, later on. I think this has been a fun little intermission show. Yeah, I mean there's you know, we sort of picked and talked about a few individual games here and there, but we haven't really gone through the whole list in a while. Yeah. I think Vampire the Masquerade that would be a good one to do. I really want to do Parasite Eve 2. Um, I still, I, I still kind of want to lock in that, um, that game Jay was mentioned, the the Trails of Cold Steel. Oh yeah, I, I kind of really want to play that game. Now after Jay, after hearing Jay talk about it and, and singing praises of it, I kind of want to play that game. Yeah, me too. And then probably a level five game, whether it be Rogue. Galaxy or Nino Cooney. I, I I'm leaning more toward Rogue Galaxy to be honest with you. Yeah, I am. Although both of those are probably top ten on the games on RPGs I'd like to play. Yeah. So we've narrowed down at least a few, um, but I don't know which ones we're gonna do. But we got plenty of time to figure that out. But I think we're gonna end it there. Had, that's a decent little episode to keep you guys 
occupied until next week whenever we actually start covering Persona 5, 4, fucking 5, Jesus Christ. 5 hadn't yeah. out yet. Yeah, it was, it was tough today just not going more into Persona. There's so many things I want to say about it. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Is like I, I got a lot to talk about with this game. Um, Not just, you know, the game itself, but like my history with it and stuff like that. And there's a lot to cover. We're going to have a pretty big episode Saturday when we all sit down and record. Yeah. But, um, we'll get that, we'll get that done. But anyway, I think we're going to get out of here. Um, if you'd like to send us an email, you can, uh, send an email. It's a uh, drew at ztgd.com. You can suggest uh, role-playing games to us or other games that may be able to fill in the gaps. So like kind of like a one-off show or something like that will be a good one to do. Um, you can also uh, tweet to us. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the uh, podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I always say leave a, I, I haven't said leave an iTunes review in a long time, but you can leave us an iTunes review. And if I, if I check it and see one, I'll read it on the show. But, um, yeah, let us know about Persona. Um, Give us uh we got a good amount of emails. We got like at least four emails regarding Persona. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, but yeah, send us some emails about Persona or any other RPG that you'd like to hear us cover, uh, and uh, we'll see if what we can do for uh, this upcoming year. But uh, until next time, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. We will be back next week with the beginning of Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4.